Welcome to our 24th podcast episode of Neurodiversity in a Nutshell. My name is Adav, and today we're going to be discussing Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder, one of the many neurodivergent conditions under the neurodiversity umbrella. Today, we will be covering the strengths and challenges associated with ADHD as a condition, and end the episode by clearing up some myths and misconceptions. Much like autism, ADHD has a changing model, or people changing the way they view individuals with autism. As time passes, society has started to focus more on the strengths of neurological conditions and how individuals surpass their limitations. This statement also applies to ADHD, a condition with many benefits and challenges surrounding it. Let's move on to some strengths. It's important to note that a diagnosis of ADHD doesn't put the person at a disadvantage in life. They have their own distinct strengths and traits, some of them being energetic, spontaneous, creative, and inventive and hyper-focused. Undoubtedly, People with ADHD have faced many challenges, but they learn new ways to manage their symptoms and develop a sense of humility and self-respect along the way. They have a great resiliency as they push past setbacks, adapt to new strategies, and move forward. However, for these traits to be harnessed and be beneficial, it's important for the individual to be under the assistance and guidance of teachers, counselors, therapists, and parents. A small study in 2006 revolving around creativity levels emerged in a journal, Children Neuropsychology, and found that ADHD sample groups displayed heightened levels of creativity in certain tasks than sample groups without a diagnosis of ADHD. In another study carried out in 2017, the participants were asked to come up with new ways to use a belt, book, tin can, and towel. In general, people with ADHD and without came up with the same amount of ideas. What is even more shocking is that the researchers found no differences in creativity between the ADHD individuals who went for treatments and medication and those who didn't. But when the participants were told that they had the opportunity to win a prize, People with ADHD could generate more ideas than those without ADHD. Another benefit of ADHD is being hyperfocused. As Kathleen Doe, PhD, says, many scientists, writers, and artists with ADHD have had very successful careers, in large part because of their ability to focus on what they're doing for hours on end. Individuals with ADHD can take a serious advantage if they could effectively channel all the attention and energy into the work they are doing. They also have a willingness to take risks. One example is Thomas Edison, who was expelled from school for behavior that be labeled as having ADHD today. He put in many efforts into inventing the light bulb, which seemed impossible at the time, and after repeated tries and determination, he took more than 3,000 tries before successfully creating a functioning light bulb. Overall, ADHD presents many strengths or challenge-turned benefits. We looked at many stories of individuals who persevered through their life with the strengths of ADHD. Let's move on to challenges now. Although individuals with ADHD have a diverse range of strengths, the neurodiverse condition also comes with many challenges to overcome. As we talked about in the last episode, ADHD is a neurodevelopmental condition that is often characterized by inattention and distraction with or without hyperactivity. According to the fifth edition of the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, or the DSM-5, ADHD has associated challenges such as inattentiveness, hyperactivity, and impulsiveness. Individuals can be inattentive, not being able to focus on certain areas, or they can be hyperactive, able to focus at the cost of impulsive behavior. Individuals could also possess a combined type, with a combination of both inattentiveness and hyperactivity. Since ADHD is diagnosed for most children who are under the age of 12, the challenges are prevalent in the individual's academic and social life. For example, a child diagnosed with ADHD could have trouble focusing on a certain assignment or could constantly fidget in their seat. Much like autism, ADHD has a wide spectrum of conditions, and each individual could have different symptoms under the umbrella of ADHD. To be noted, individuals who have not yet been diagnosed with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder could be mistakenly labeled as undisciplined 
while they are simply facing a challenge to overcome due to their neurodiverse condition. Since ADHD primarily affects school children, let's take a look at how an individual can overcome challenges associated with the condition in a school setting. According to CHADD, a nonprofit dedicated to helping individuals with ADHD, here are some of the best practices for students to overcome the symptoms of hyperactivity and inattentiveness. According to CHADD, a nonprofit dedicated to helping individuals with ADHD, here are some of the best practices for students to overcome the symptoms of hyperactivity and inattentiveness. Positive reinforcement seems to work the best at the age of school children. For example, students with ADD and ADHD already take a lot of hits. They are told no day in and day out and are forced to ignore basic impulses and may develop a negative image of school early on. Teachers and researchers have found that positive reinforcement works wonder in curbing negative behavior. According to other sources, parent training is a great way of resetting the parental relationship with the child and teaching the child which behaviors are suitable. Parent training programs include parent-child interaction therapy, parent management training, and more. These programs are more effective than traditional discipline methods. Although the challenges can be overwhelming, it's worth noting that most of these challenges can be turned into strengths. For example, an individual with ADHD could turn their hyperactivity into a form of beneficial hyperfocus, covered in the previous section of this episode. Let's move on to myths and misconceptions. Here we're going to provide a list of myths and facts about ADHD, and hopefully you're able to gain some information through these clarifications. Myth number one, ADHD is overdiagnosed. While there is evidence of rising ADHD diagnosis according to multiple studies such as the National Survey of Children's Health and the 2014 National Survey of the Diagnosis and Treatment of ADHD, this is by no means an indication of overdiagnosis or inaccurate diagnosis, which is often attributed to overdiagnosis. In fact, most children are diagnosed using best practice guidelines and measurements used by traditional methods. The rising incidence of ADHD is likely attributed to improved screening access, decreasing stigma, and stronger treatment options available. Myth number two, girls have less severe ADHD rates and less incidence of ADHD compared to boys. The rates of diagnosis are definitely much less for women and girls. Boys are more than twice as likely as girls to be diagnosed with ADHD. However, this does not indicate any difference in terms of the severity and biological incidence in any gender. The manifestation of ADHD in different genders is one of the main factors for the decreased diagnosis. Due to the extensive focus on male populations during initial experiments and the tests of ADHD in the 20th century, symptoms in women and girls are often unnoticed. Girls usually have less trouble with hyperactivity and impulsiveness in comparison to boys. Myth number three, ADHD is the result of bad parenting. ADHD is caused by neurological differences, hence the term neurodiversity. While some of the common signs of impulsiveness, defiance can be attributed to bad parenting and lack of discipline in many families or households, Stimming and many other reactions from ADHD children and students indicates that this is attributed to a medical condition rather than a lack of parental concern or guardian protection. If you have any other myths you'd like us to include in future episodes and dispel, we will definitely try to include more episodes about ADHD. However, based on our recent listener feedback and activity tracking, we have recognized that the intervention episodes have not gained as much as attention and traction. Thus, this will be the second episode of ADHD. If we see an interest in adding more information and episodes to the ADHD series, we will definitely make sure to write more. However, we think it would be best to include more neurodiverse conditions. Next week, we will be discussing a new topic. We hope to see you next week for our next episode, and thank you for joining us today, and we hope that these episodes are especially beneficial to understanding the neurodiversity paradigm and movement. Once again, if you have any questions, concerns, or episode ideas, 
please reach out to us at publicrelations at unitopia.foundation to get in contact.